Somebody say represent. One more time. Say it with your chest. Say it like you mean it. Say represent. I love it. 2 Corinthians 5, 20 through 21 says this. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ. I'm going to say beg. To be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sins. I'm going to say no sin. To be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Let's pray. Jesus, I pray in these next couple minutes you speak through me. God, let the words that I speak, God, let them be yours and not mine. Um, God, let me be a megaphone so that only you're the one speaking. Use me as a mouthpiece. And God, every victory tonight, because God, we believe you're going to be victorious. And we're speaking that and prophesying that now. Every victory tonight, every life change that happens tonight, God, that is on you. That's because of you. So God, we pray that you do what only you can do and be victorious. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So one of my favorite parts about Tribe Wars this season, more so than last season even, um, is you guys um, are crazy when it comes to trying to convince people to join your tribe. Um, where's Chase at? Blue Tribe Chase, where you at, big dog? Where you at, bro? Let's go. I see you, man. All right, so I felt bad for Chase on his first Wednesday night at Gateway Church. Chase, I want to formally apologize to you, bro. Chase got bullied <laughs> on his first Wednesday night. I saw some Green Tribe people jumping on him. I saw some Red Tribe leaders <laughs> yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, like, that was, no, Emma's usually the one that yells, but that time it was you. I saw some yellow trap people like, wait, come, come with me. There was like somebody who knew him from when they were like six. Like we used to ride the bus together. I felt bad. Chase was getting peer pressured and adult pressured, all trying to convince him to join their tribe. I mean, like, Rob, it's not only Chase. They did that to me, too. If you are a part of Tribe Wars now, you're part of Gateway Students now, and your first Wednesday, or your first Wednesday back in a long time, people pressured you and yelled at you to join the tribe. Let me see you. Guys, I'm sorry. No, be, be, it's okay. This is a safe place. They won't yell at you anymore. Noella, we might yell at you, but nobody else will only yell at Noella. <laughs> it was so funny, because I would listen to people, like, again, even tribe leaders, Tribe leader, um, I would even, so I'd walk up on the conversation and I would usually have to break him up because Chase, Chase ran. <laughs> he, he was there at the front door and then he ran around. It was his first time in the building and he ran. So Chase again, bro, I'm sorry. You deserve better. You deserve better. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's so great though is like I will hear. Um, I'll walk in on these conversations and I'll hear people saying, well, you want to join our tribe because, and they'll fill in the blank. And like, you want to join our tribe because we have the most tribe members. Blue tribe talking to y'all. Or you're like, oh, you want to join our tribe because we're in first place. You want to join our tribe because we were in first place last season. You want to join our tribe because we're green. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what? We'll give, you, we'll give you a matching shirt. <laughs> they, green Tribe actually gave me a Green Tribe shirt, so everybody else, step it up. Because um, there's a Green Tribe shirt. It says right there. It's in my office. Um, <laughs> what's cool to me, though, is like they will do whatever they can to convince them to join my tribe. They are representatives for their tribe. So you see one of these people running up to them. 
They're representatives of their entire tribe. When you see this person, you see a representation of their entire tribe. So when you see Emma running up to somebody in a red sumo suit, screaming, she represents her entire tribe. (laughs) And she does a good job. She does great. You do a great job. When you see Paris and Chloe in their inflatable Ninja Turtles, I've been begging them for one. And they run up and say, hey, join our tribe because we're green and we're Ninja Turtles. They represent, it may not work all the time, but that's okay. You got George here. You know, that's all that matters. George is here. You would run up and be like, okay, they're green. I want to be like them. When you see Trevin in his banana suit, that man represents the entirety of Yellow Tribe rocking the the yellow banana suit. We're uh, planning, we have a secret surprise for next year, uh, or next, next week, um, involving that we still got to go by. We got, we, got to, we got it. Next week, we're going to handle it tomorrow. Game plan tomorrow for formal finale. Get ready. There may be a banana suit. And when you see the man, <clears throat> the myth, the legend, Samuel Dodgel in his Cookie Monster suit, that man represents the entirety of Blue Tribe. Every single one of these people, when you see them, their first thing they're selling, whether it's Sunday, whether it's Wednesday. I've even seen them at some of the seniors at the young adults nights on Friday nights once a month, trying to get people to come join their tribe from Friday. I was like, you cannot get young adults to join your tribe. Also, another person who did that was a leader. No, no judgment. When people see these tribe members or leaders, um, there is no denying what tribe they're in. When you see one, a blue cookie monster run at you full force and scare Chase half to death, what happens is you don't doubt what color they're representing. You don't doubt what tribe they're representing because you know for a fact, okay, that cookie monster, he's blue. He looks blue, so he's probably representing the blue tribe. You don't doubt who they represent. They cannot deny their tribe. When I was growing up, um, I looked a lot like my dad. And I was grow- and I was probably six when this happened. I was in this church service. My dad was preaching somewhere. And I, w- I would go with him wherever he would go. So I was with him in the service. As old man, I don't know this old man, but he ticked me off, honestly. made me mad. He looked at me, because I was six. And he looked at me, he said this. He said, you know, your dad couldn't deny you even if he wanted to. And for me, it hurt my feelings because I was six and six-year-olds are kind of dumb. And I just heard deny. And I felt like deny is a, like a mean word. So like, man, my dad wants to deny me. What is going? I looked like him. So people knew I was his. Representation matters. Who you represent matters. I try to be nice to everyone at all times. Most of the time, I should say, especially if I'm wearing a gateway hoodie or a gateway T-shirt or gateway uh, sweat. If I'm wearing gateway gear, I'm going to be above and beyond. I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I'm extra nice to this person that cut me off in traffic. I got Jesus, help me. Because when I wear this gear, I represent more than just me. I represent gateway church and more importantly, Jesus. So my question tonight is this, is who do you represent? If you're taking notes, my first point is that, who do you represent? 
Blue. Good. Also Jesus, I hope. Verse 20 says this, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. The definition of an ambassador is this, an authorized representative or messenger. An authorized representative or messenger. In the passage, Paul is referring to Christians as representatives of Christ. I mean that he was telling Christians that wherever they go, they represent Jesus. Here's the thing. We all represent something. We all represent someone. And the question you have to ask yourself is, am I representing Christ? Am I a messenger for Christ? What's cool about this passage is Paul goes on to tell the other people that he, as an ambassador, um, he was the one that was encouraging other people to get things right with Jesus, to be reconciled with God. Reconciled, the definition is this, to restore to friendship or harmony. Are you an ambassador of God? If you're a Christian, then the answer should be, yes, I am an ambassador. If so, if you are a Christian, then you are an ambassador. And if you are an ambassador, then you should be encouraging others to have a relationship with Christ. It says that in the passage that the ambassadors were, were urging other people were begging other people to get things right with God, to get things reconciled with God so they can have right relationship and there can be harmony and friendship. So are you a Christian? Are you an ambassador? If that answer is yes, then you need to encourage others to get things right with Jesus. Does that make sense? Good. My next, que- my next point is this, is who he represented. Verse 21 says this, He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. This passage of Scripture, especially this portion of it, has always caused me to think a lot. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on my behalf. Jesus was who he was talking about in this passage. He never once sinned. He lived a perfect life, and he took the punishment for sin. The punishment for me and for you. Romans 6.23 says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gracious gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Sin equals punishment. If there is sin, there needs to be a punishment. And if there is sin, the punishment is being away from God. And the punishment of sin is death. And that is a hard pill to swallow sometimes. And Jesus, who had never sinned, who did not deserve the punishment, he took on that punishment that we deserved. He was sinless and paid the ultimate price. And he died to pay off our debt of sin. So while he was on the cross, when he was paying that debt, who did he represent? He represented me while he was on the cross. He represented you while he was on the cross. He represented anyone that said, hey, I'm going to get things right with Jesus. I'm going to follow him. That's who he represented. So who do you represent? Well, you're supposed to be an ambassador for Christ. You're supposed to represent Jesus. When people see you, they're supposed to see Jesus in you. And who did he represent? He represented you. And he represented me. And when he was on the cross... 
paying the price that we were supposed to pay. He was representing me. He was paying off my debt. And my last point tonight is this, is who we can be. If someone wants to come play behind me, I'm closing. Who we can be. The last part of our passage says this. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. And it goes on to say, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So he became sin. He was a representation of sin so that I could become the righteousness of God. The definition of righteous is this, acting in accord with divine or moral law. That's all good. Watch out. <laughs> but the big part I want you all to listen to is this. The last part of the definition of righteous is free from guilt or sin. Righteous means free from guilt or sin. To be righteous means that I'm free. That the bondage that had me is gone. I don't know about you, but that actually sounds pretty good. To no longer be bound by the same junk I was bound by for years. To no longer be held down by the old sins that once held me. The old addictions that once held me. The guilt of that. That actually sounds pretty great. No more guilt from the things I did before I knew Jesus. And no more guilt when I sinned and knowing what I was doing was wrong. No more having to live in the shame and the condition that I was in. Free. Free from the guilt of my past and free from the sin that I may be currently in. I have the opportunity to have my slate completely wiped free. That nothing is holding me down. There is no sin that's on me. There is no bondage on me. I am guilt-free. I'm clean. No more living in shame. No more addiction. No more bondage. No more guilt. I am free. I have the opportunity to be made new. 2 Corinthians 5.17. You guys can stand after this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, said anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. You guys can stand. If you choose to follow Christ, you will be made new. Your old sins, your past, your old ways of life before Christ are gone and they're wiped clean and they're no longer held against you. You're a new creation if you choose to follow Jesus. You are new if that's what you want. And what's cool about newness and being made God's righteousness is the freedom of the guilt. Because I don't know if you're like this. 
I had been forgiven of the old stuff that I had done by God, by even maybe the person that I sinned against or sinned with. But I wasn't free of the guilt of the stuff that I did before I knew Jesus or when I was running away from him. I still had the guilt. So everyone else, even God had forgiven me, but I had not forgiven myself. To be made the righteousness of God is when we forgive and our guilt is gone and we are made new. And if you choose to follow Jesus, your slate is wiped clean. You are a new creation. Nothing you did before him is held against you. You are new. You guys can bow your heads and close your eyes. Tribe leaders, if y'all want to come up to the front and get ready to pray with people. My first question is this. Are you an ambassador? Yes, you do a great job on Wednesday nights and Sundays representing your tribe. But when you're outside of this room, do you represent Jesus? Or is it just when you're wearing your red or blue or yellow or green shirt? Do you help to reconcile people to Christ? You help to bring people to Christ. If the answer to that question is no, then we need to get things right. If you're in this room, say, Rob, I want to be a better representative of Jesus. If that's you, you can slip up your hand so I can see who I'm praying with. I want to represent Jesus better than I'm doing now. Yeah, there's hands everywhere. You guys aren't alone. I want to represent him more than I do now. Yeah, ambassadors. You guys put your hands up. If you're in this room, say, Rob, tonight I need to get things right with Jesus. I don't have right relationship with him. Maybe for the first time or the first time in a while, there's sin in my life and I get things right with Jesus. If that's you, let me slip up your hand so I know who I'm looking at, who I'm talking with. I need to get things right with Jesus. Yeah, raise them up high. You're not alone. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. You guys put your hands down. Three people got the right Jesus. That's huge. And this one's kind of hard. This is actually the hardest one. And this is one that I actually have to deal with a lot in my own personal life, in my own walk, in my own relationship with Jesus. If you're in this room, say, Rob, I need to forgive myself for my past. I want to be the righteousness of God, but to be that, there has to be removal of guilt, and I still feel guilty for who I once was and the things I once did, and I need to forgive me. If that's you, and you say, Rob, tonight I need to forgive me for the things that I did. If that's you, let me see you. You're not alone. Yeah. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Hey, if you raise your hand for that one, look up at me. I get it. 
this is almost an everyday occurrence. It's gotten easier, but if I'm not careful, the enemy will get in my ear like, hey, how can you ever be a pastor when you did this, this, and this, all while saying you were a Christian? There's no way he can use you. You're guilty. And even if you were, like you, people thought you were a Christian and you still acted like you weren't. So you were the best ambassador for me, not Jesus. You turned people away from the, good job. So listen, I tell you guys this all the time, you're not alone. But you're not alone. Because I deal with that. And every single day, or every single time the enemy likes to poke, up, poke his head up and get in my ear and say, Rob, he can't use you because of this, this, and this. How could you ever be a good pastor or a good husband or a good father or, or a good ambassador or a good Christian? How could you ever? You're guilty. You're dirty. You're broken. I'm reminded of 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, remove anyone and insert your name. Therefore, if Rob is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things pass away. Behold, new things have come. So if that's you and you're feeling guilty for who you once were, you're not alone and you're new and he made you new and your slate is wiped clean so when the enemy gets in your head because he will you just gotta tell him to be quiet because your father says 